Hello and welcome, undesignated players, back at you for week 10. Ryan and Sarah here to break down last week's fantasy MLS action and preview this week's fantasy MLS action. Yes, recap and precap, Ryan. Recap and precap. I love it. How did you do last week? Well, I would like to preface this by at one point saying over the weekend, Sarah described herself as a quote, fantasy goddess. So fantasy goddess, what have you graced us with in terms of a score? I honestly don't even remember saying that, but I'll take it. Um, I got 92 points. It what? was pretty good. Yeah, that is good. good. Yeah. What? yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I Because I'm just mad because Ryan did better than me. Again, classic. Everyone boo. Boo. Well, I'm also a fantasy goddess, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of fantasy goddesses. Yeah. God I. No. Yeah, no, not God I. Um, yeah. So it was a good week. It it worked out for me. That's all I have to say. Ryan, mm. how was your week? <laughs> My week was good. I had 100 points, which was a strong showing. Um, I made a last minute decision before the NYCFC game to take uh, an NYCFC defender out of my lineup because, you know, we talked about it, goals, goals, goals. And then was feeling pretty bad about that decision because they were able to shut out San Jose pretty comfortably at home. But I took out Tavon Gray and put in Diego Palacios. And that ended up being a big move because he finished the night with 16 points. That was a very pleasant thing to wake up to Monday morning. So I'd say overall pretty happy with that performance. Always captain heel. That That's good. Yeah. And it was a generally pretty, it was a pretty normal week in MLS, honestly. I don't think there were any like really surprising results. I would say standard. Which is okay. We're getting to that point in the season where we're starting to, we're starting to see things shake out the way we'd, I don't know the way we'd expect them to, but the good teams are starting to win games and the bad teams are continuing to lose them. And and are you kind of just specifically talking about the Revs here, Ryan? No, I think the Revs are... The Revs are the only team who's only recently started winning games. I think the Revs are settling into where they are and, frankly, where they were last year, which is like they're an above-average team. They're not the best team in the league. I think last year was a little fluky. And I'd say this year, they're they're a playoff team with, with high high talent. They have sort of a high-ceiling, maybe slightly lower floor than some of those other some of those other really good teams. Interesting. Yeah. I think you're being a little too optimistic. But, you know, what do I know? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I don't know if we can take that much away from this game. The Miami going down to, like, nine men or something yeah. like that. But, you know, Turner was back. He played his first game of the season. So we'll enjoy that for a couple of months until he gets shipped off. It's enough Revs talk, though. I think this is not a Revs-specific podcast. Though I, I would have fun with a rev specific podcast. Should we should we start a second podcast? Oh my god. Just to talk about the revs? Well, we already basically just talk about the revs with our first podcast. Well, exactly. I feel like so that's what? not what the listeners want though. I mean maybe some of them, but this is not a this is not advertised as a rev specific podcast. It's really hard to say what the listeners want. We we could just ask them. There are only like ten of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you're one of the people who listens to our podcast week in and week out. We could, what team do we talk about the least, do you think? More revs or f- less revs? Um, I mean, it has to be a team that's not super fantasy relevant. So, And they have to be a team that's also like not that interesting. Because if they're interesting enough, I'll talk about them. 
Like, San Jose haven't really been, well. Sporting Kansas City. We, yeah, we really haven't talked. We They had that double game week, so we did talk about them then. But in general, we do not talk much about Sporting Kansas City. Because they're, like, bad, but they're not, like, horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't really have a lot of fantasy options that are good. Houston. No, we've, we've talked about We've Houston given them a little bit of love. They've yeah. just been so bad historically that the fact that they look slightly less bad has made it noteworthy. I think Sporting Kansas City is a good call. It feels like I'm not going to be able to think of the team that we don't talk about because... Because we don't talk I'm, about yeah, them. Yeah, because it's just, it's not going to come to me. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably true. No, I think, I think Sporting Kansas City is the correct... We haven't really talked about Nashville that much, honestly. Yeah, that's because they've been on the road. And so I haven't really wanted to pick them ever. Yeah. But they're not a bad team, so I haven't really wanted to pick against them. Yeah, Nashville might have had the least amount of airtime. I think over the course of the season, it might end up being Sporting Kansas City. But Nashville's probably had the least coverage up until this point. Yeah. This, I mean, this week was their opening opening week in their beautiful it new was? stadium. That stadium looks awesome. It's, it's the biggest soccer-specific stadium in the U.S., 30,000 people. On the UEFA Champions League broadcast today, they gave a shout-out to... Uh, the to Holy Cross's football stadium. I don't even remember the name of it. Fit and Field or something like that. Why? Because they were talking about Villarreal, which is so the the second leg of this one of the Champions League semifinals was today, Liverpool against Villarreal, and I didn't know this until recently. Villarreal, not really a big city. In fact, it only it's like it's only fifty thousand people. But they have like a really good pro soccer. I mean, that's anomalous. That's, that's if you an had anomaly. asked me, if you had given me the name Villarreal and said, "Is this the name of a city, or is this just the name of a soccer team within a city?" I would have said, "This is the name of a soccer team within a city." I mean, that's fair. Anyways, but yeah, it's a city. It's a city. It's like a suburb of Valencia in Spain and España. Yeah, in España. In Barcelona. Barcelona. Valencia. Is that is that is that what they say? Probably. I don't really uh it's not my not my favorite as far as accents go. No no disrespect. It's just not not the it, most pleasing sounding. No, like the the whole you can't like Barcelona. I mean I know it's like a, a bit, right, that like yeah. pretentious people. It's yeah, right. Say it's Barcelona. not like it's not we're not you you don't make fun of Spanish-speaking people, you're making fun of anyone who's ever been to Barcelona. That actually, that that cut the other way, though, in the early, um, it was like the early 2010s, maybe. So there was this good, this nice attacking midfielder for Arsenal, whose name, it, it pronounced as a as an American, would be Santi Cazorla. Um, but he's, he's Catalan. I think he was from, like, either Barcelona or Valencia or something. And so his, his name was pronounced like Santi Cazorla, I think. And the British commentators would like, most of them would just like refuse. This is like sort of a notorious thing is like British commentators don't like fucking try at all to pronounce players' names correctly. And it's like kind of weird and coded and like at, at, at a base level, just at least rude, right? Um, there And there are a few really like, it's getting better and there are a few who have always, I gotta shout out my boy Derek Ray, um, who has always been naturally really good. The Love you, Derek. Real ones, no. Real ones, no. That Derek Ray has always been on the on the pronouncing names correctly. Beat sure, but yeah, it was like a, it was like a, it was like the opposite thing where the like pretentious ones were the people who weren't doing the Cathorla mm. because they were. 
just like being willfully ignorant. Anyways, um, I wonder what that guy's up to. I mean, there's no way he still plays soccer, but you know what? I have to look. Maybe he does. Um, he was he was really good though. Um, but anyways, right? And so this this uh, oh he does play. He plays in Qatar. He plays for Al Saad. He's 37. Holy shit! What the fuck? Yeah, he's only five five. <laughs> you can't laugh at that. Why? Cause you're five five. Not five five. I'm five four and three quarters. Um, good for him. I bet he's making bank. Oh, actually, his salary shows up on Google. Three point six four million GBP. The hell is GBP? Is that British pounds? Great Britain pounds? I don't know. Wait, okay, GBP currency. No, not GMP. GBP currency. Man, I have just like kind of stubby fingers and the the switch to smartphones really was not. Okay, yeah, the pound sterling is GBP. Um that's a decent haul. I bet there I bet there would be an MLS team that would pay more for him. Um at 37 probably not. But like 2 years ago probably. How much would an MLS team pay for Tom Brady? To do what? To play soccer? Yeah. There's nothing about him that to me suggests he would be good at soccer. He's like all the things he's like not that good at physically are things that are exceptionally important in soccer he's not quick he doesn't have really actually he's he's got good balance i guess like his lateral movement's pretty good he's tall do you think he'd be good at like, he'd be a, a center back be good at a throw in sure probably yeah i'm sure he could throw a ball pretty far it's a different motion but yeah he, i guess he's about like you know what i mean he'd probably be yeah he's probably wouldn't be the slowest would he be the slowest player in mls you think uh I mean, I mean, I can't this might be think like of someone. recency bias, but freaking Josie Altador is just offside all the time. So offside doesn't necessarily mean you're slow. Well, slow to react. Oftentimes, offside means you're you're too fast. Yeah, you're yeah you're you're <laughs> st- not too fast. Your timing. You're starting your runs too early. Um, say if he's slow to react, he's probably not onside. He's just probably not getting to the ball. Um, I don't know. I think Josie Altador could beat. I mean, he does kind of look like he's he's lumbering around out there, but I he think does. he could beat Tom Brady in a in a foot race. Who wins in a foot race, me or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Damn it. What do you think your What do you think your forty time is? Three point five. No. <laughs> does anyone run a three point five? I don't know. Like I, don't, I think the I think the I fastest time I, is like around that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You don't think I could run the fastest? You don't think I have the fastest forty time? No, I'm wrong. The fastest 40-yard dash is 4.2 seconds. 4.22 seconds. That was right. John That was John Ross. I take it back. A couple years ago. I think Tom Brady ran a 5-2 in his combine. I'll run is a, that true? I'll run a 4-2-0. You could not run a 4. Well, yeah. That, maybe you could. Get it, though? Like 4.20? Nice. Oh, cool. I'm going to run a 6.9. All right. I could probably run that. Anyways. That's enough, jibber-jabber. No. Th- I, but the point was that... Villarreal's stadium oh my God, only holds 23,500 people, which the commentator, this was on CBS, so he knew it was for an American broadcast, that he went on Wikipedia and looked up all the stadiums in the United States and said that that would be equivalent to Holy Cross's football stadium. Holy Cross is a university in Worcester, Massachusetts. Look at that. So. For our British listeners. Yeah. Not, not Worcester, England. Which is, I think, a place, presumably. But I, I, yeah, I don't think it's American. Yeah. Um. So that was neat. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is on, that enough? Is yeah. that enough jibber jabber? Yeah. On to more important things. 
Okay, well, let's get into this week then. We've got nobody on bye this week. We've got CONCACAF Champions League on Wednesday. That's exciting. Last week, Seattle and Pumas tied 2-2. And so I think this could legitimately be the year. I think they can do it. I think they can go to Seattle on Wednesday night and not lose and bring home the CONCACAF Champions League to MLS for the first time ever. Do you believe, Sarah? Sure. I mean, Pumas aren't that good. They barely beat the Rebs. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're we're stacking teams up against the Rebs and you barely scrape by, then you're no better than Inter-Miami. The uh, Rebs were dominant this weekend against Inter-Miami. Any surprises for you? I was talking you? about the last time. Oh. Any surprises for me? Um, as if I knew what happened in every game. Let's see. Let's look at what happened. No. After looking through the scores? What? What? <laughs> Yeah, I guess it wasn't really that surprising of a I, I wouldn't say anyone... I don't know. I wasn't shocked by anything. Yeah, you know, there are... Actually... You're, you're more tapped into league dynamics, Ryan. What surprised you this week? No, you know what? There really wasn't anything. Um, New York Red Bulls are good. I mean, I know that Chicago was down a man, but that happened in the 80th man. They just... I mean, they've won five, six road games in a row or something. It doesn't happen a lot. Why are they not good at home? Well, they haven't played that many games at home, have they? They can't have won six. They only have five wins. Let's see. They played... When did the season start? Six, one... LAFC... That must have been preseason. Why does this have the preseason games? Okay. Well, let's see. They beat San Jose on the road, and then they destroyed Toronto, and then... Right, they lost at home to Minnesota. I was at that game. They should have won that game. Dane Sinclair was really good. And then they tied Columbus, and then they beat the Revs in that really weird game with all the red cards. And then they lost at home to Montreal. But that was fluky, too. Remember Carlos Coronel, like, came out to half and let up just, like, a really stupid goal that happened? Um, Tied FC Dallas, thumped Orlando on the road, thumped Chicago. They've been good. I'd expect them to beat Portland this weekend, honestly. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, half of those games aren't exactly heavyweights that they're striking down. That's true. Orlando is a good win, I think. Um, the, you know, I'm not, mm, I don't really know what's going on with, uh, with Chicago this year. I can't really, I mean, they're, they're improved defensively. Can't really pin them down as, like, good or bad. They're sort of, like, sniffing around the playoff line to me. So, I guess that's a good win. Yeah, you're right. The rest of those teams are not are not really... FC Dallas are fine, but they tied, so... I guess we'll see. I don't know when their next big test is. They've got Philadelphia in a couple weeks. I think that'll be, that'll be telling on the road in Philly. But I like them a lot. I think they're good. Um, but I don't really think there are any surprises this week, to be honest. Another week of MLS. Okay, let's get down to business. Week 10, coming at you. We've got a Wednesday game which means you all will be hearing this podcast earlier than usual. Lucky you. Try not to get too excited. We've got two teams on double game week, and those two teams play on Wednesday night. FC Cincinnati and Toronto. Everybody boo. 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 Trash double game week. This sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, so... What are you, how are you feeling about this double game week, Sarah? I don't know. I'm confused about, like, what I should do here. Because there's, there's, you know, there are multiple factors. These two teams just played each other. They did. So that's weird to me. Um, like, I guess, you know, technically because the, the 
um, the scoring is cumulative, you know, they do have a better chance of getting, you know, more points. Yes. But I don't, I don't know if, like, would you expect rotation out of any of these? You know, it's really hard to say. Yeah. My guess is yes, maybe a little bit. I don't think a lot of rotation. I don't think we're at that point in the season. These teams don't have Champions League. Um, I guess they do have US Open Cup. That's actually probably worth looking at when. So, so that, right. So I guess here's the thing. Cincinnati plays, and probably Toronto too, honestly. Both of these teams. Why, why would Toronto be in the US Open Cup? Oh, right. Do they have Canada Cup? No. Okay, you're right. Toronto is not in America, and so <laughs> they're banished. But FC Cincinnati has a Wednesday game, then a Saturday game, and then a Wednesday game. I hadn't thought about that, but that might cause us some trouble in terms of rotation. Because they're playing on the road in Foxborough against the Revs next Wednesday. And that's a game I think they'll want to be full strength for. So... This could be tricky. We're going to have to keep an eye on it. But can we keep an eye on it? How can we do that? Um, if anyone knows a way to predict the future or see the future, not even just predict it. I don't know. No, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I guess if the lineups come out on Wednesday and people who who people who, you know, normally start are not starting, then uh, that would be a good way to move you away from some of those players. But anyways, yeah, so I don't know. That's probably the best we can do. We probably can make decisions based on Wednesday's lineups. So I don't know. Toronto should be okay. I don't really expect heavy rotation. So, like, what's your... Although it's two road games, so that kind of sucks. And it's it's like two Cincinnati to Vancouver. Yeah, but those teams are both bad. It's not so much the fact that they're playing bad teams that I'm worried about or the fact that they're on the road but more that they have to travel that far in one week they are traveling the same amount as Cincinnati just traveled is that true well because they played on Saturday in Toronto so they're both traveling the same distance to this next game but then Toronto have to go to Vancouver yeah I know like two days later yeah no I'm yeah um right Mm, it's tricky well my tentative advice is going to be to still stack up on double game week players and be ready to abort like hell on Wednesday, depending on what the lineups look like. So what's your what's your uh, strategy here with these double game week people? Like, are you I are you looking at any defenders? Or are you only picking attackers? I mean, because it's just are you doing all six? spots that you can choose like what are you thinking i currently have all six spots i don't know if that's a good thing or not but i do um and here's why i have all six spots because fc cincinnati finishes both of their games by 10 p.m on their their second game is at 8 p.m on saturday which leaves us several teams, several single game week teams that you can put in your lineup and do like a a switcheroo with them where you can get the full double game week out of Cincinnati before you have to make roster decisions. So for me, that's definitely worth it. Even if you get a game and a half out of most of these guys or two 60 minute games. 
But are you putting, does that mean that you're putting all your Cincinnati players on the bench? Because I don't know, like. The only one I wouldn't, the only one I would even consider not putting on the bench is Lucho Acosta, first off. Um, But like, are you that confident in your three Toronto players that you've picked? I feel pretty good about them. I feel pretty good that they will match up with a single game week player, I think. Okay. Um, but should we not break format? Should we start at the back first? Um, well, I guess that will reveal something about how I'm picking players this week. In that I don't have any Toronto defenders or goalkeepers. Neither do I, because okay. I... They're bad. They're, they have two away games, Ryan, and you would tell me not to do that. Yeah, I will say this would be different, though, just because cumulative points. Like, I'm not... It's possible. I don't know. The The main reason... The only reason I would pick them is because they're cheap. But I don't want to waste my Toronto spots on them is the problem. So, why don't we talk, just generally speaking, about clean sheets per usual. Let's do a fun exercise where I go through all the home teams. Okay. And I tell you if I think they're going to get a clean sheet in this. Okay. <laughs> because... Okay. Well, well, you'll go through and on three, we'll say yes or no at the same time. Okay. So, FC Cincinnati on Wednesday. One, two, three. No. no. Okay. Charlotte FC. One, two, three. No. no. Okay. Cool. Montreal. One, two, three. No. no. Okay, cool. Atlanta United. One, two, three, maybe. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. New York, Red Bulls. One, two, three, maybe. yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> New York City. One, two, three, yes. yes. Cool. All right. DC United. One, two, three, maybe. No. Okay. <laughs> New England. One, two, three, yes. No. Okay. <laughs> that That's a... Uh, we'll talk about that one. Uh, Minnesota. One, two, three, no. no. Cool. All right. Um... That's a little harsh. I think we should say maybe for that one, probably. Um, FC Dallas. One, two, three. No. no. Okay. San Jose. One, two, three. No. Maybe. Okay. Los Angeles. One, two, three. No. Maybe. I know that yes, no. <laughs> this really isn't helpful at all. Um, Vancouver. One, two, three. No. No. <laughs> Nashville. One, two, three. Yes. No. Okay. Austin. One, two, three. No. Uh, I was going to say no, and then I wanted to say maybe. That activity... Well, you're feeling a lot more optimistic than I am. Well, okay. Um, the only one I think I said... Yeah, I you basically said... did not say yes at all. I know! You said yes to both New York teams, right? No, just to New York City. Just to New York City. Okay. I said maybe to Red Bulls. Okay, here's what I view as tier one of clean sheets. Okay. New York City, New York Red Bulls, Nashville. I think that's it. Those are Those are the best three. I okay. think those are three very good teams with middling opponents all playing at home. The best of those three is probably New York City. But Nashville is nice because they play so late on Sunday that they could be the back. Like, Nashville should be like the back half of your switcheroo. Why don't you think, you said no for Nashville. Why don't you think Nashville's going to get a clean sheet against RSL? I don't know. Isn't RSL fine? No. They beat LA last week. Yeah, but that was after like a five-game losing streak. I mean, okay, that's not entirely true. Um... They are, to me, bottom half of the league. They are not the worst, but they're bottom half, in my opinion. I don't care what the standings say, but I'm going to look and see what the standings say, because okay. I don't know where they are in the standings. They're in fifth in the West. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> they've only lost twice. They could not have been in a five-game losing streak. They were, I think, five games winless was what it was. I think, you know. Um, 
They've also played an extra game compared to a lot of other teams. So it's not really that big of a difference, actually. I don't care. I don't care in the standing side. I don't really rate them. I think they're fine. And like they'll push for a playoff spot because MLS has like generous playoffs. But I don't I don't think with this roster that they're going to be a we I mean I feel like we talk about RSL every week. Like I just don't I just don't see it. Do we talk I don't think we ever talk about RSL. I don't know. But are Nashville that good? Um, I mean, they're three, three, and three. Oh, they've only played the one game at home. But they've played eight games on the road. Yeah. Like to me that's decent. And they've been yeah. good every single year. There's no reason to think that they're suddenly going to be bad. I guess their expansion year, they were okay, and they just made that playoff run. Um, yeah, I mean, they've just, yeah, yeah, they've only gotten, like, two clean sheets, but I guess they they're playing on the road. Away. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with Nashville. All right, I'll, I'll trust you on that. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying they're the best show. I really think New York City probably is a slightly better show than them, but frankly, even think the Red Bulls are. I know they've been bad at home. I know we talked about that, but... I just don't see it from Portland. Um, okay, those are my tier one. Tier two is probably... So these are the, like, they're fine. You could, like, I'm okay with these. Are the Revs, who I think... I don't know. Columbus had a nice game last week against DC United, but I still find them sort of inconsistent. And I just like the Revs at home. They're generally pretty good there. Um, I think Minnesota is, like, a good... I mean, normally we'd say that's a that's... A pretty clean shout. They just, you know, FC Cincinnati's been decent offensively. So I see those two as good. I see Atlanta as like a decent one. If they have been, if they have been better defensively this year, I'd be really in on them. Um, and they don't have Brad Guzan. Yeah, I view that as negligible or an upgrade. What honestly. about? I'm not. I'm. I Wait, don't know. Did, Guzan's washed. Did no Miami didn't score and they did not, and they had two red cards. The Campana out, out, out? I don't know. So that's the thing. Because he was kind of like their attacking. Yeah. I mean, we... not that I really necessarily trust Charlotte. Yeah, that's the thing. That if much. it was any other team, I would probably be putting whoever they're... I mean, you know, the LA Galaxy were playing Miami. They'd be tier one, right? Um, Charlotte is just... I mean, they've been okay defensively. I, where Charlotte really struggles is... Um, is scoring and creating chances, in my opinion. Um, so I'm not totally out on... They're, like, borderline tier two. Uh, let's see. I'm reading... I'm reading about the injury. Tightness on the lower part of his leg. No timetable for return. That's so fucking vague. <laughs> I mean, like, what Like what does that even mean? My legs are tight all the time, and I could probably go play soccer. That's true. I might have the tightest hamstrings in New Jersey. Yeah, Ryan is, like can't touch his toes and doesn't come that close upon trying. I know. I'm already pretty close to them as it is. Yeah. So, uh, I think, yeah, I think they're okay. So if you're not doing any double game week, guys, I I would be fine with putting some Charlotte defenders slash Charlotte players in general, just like on your bench, you know? Okay. Why not? Sure. See if I care. Yeah. All right. Ryan says it's okay. So. Like, Svidersky? Kind of a fun shout this week. I'd maybe play him on the bench if you can, but... Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, uh, is there anything else I want to shout out? Um, I'm staying away from LAFC. Philly have been good this year. I don't care. And so have, and so have LAFC, so I don't really know how to predict that one. Um, don't do Montreal. That's just... That's a trap. Austin. That's one I wanted to point out. Hmm. I think Austin's okay. Like, 
they're they're they've got some cheap options. So Brad Stuber's injured, which means uh I think Tarbell will be playing. He's cheap. Um and they've been like generally pretty good at home. They've not been really a, a stout team defensively, I will say. They score a lot, they play fun soccer, but they don't they're not exactly like the tightest ship when it comes to, to defending. So I think it's like a I want Nashville players, but I want a budget type of deal. But also Nashville players aren't even really that expensive, so I don't know. Tier two to me. Okay. Is that it? Do we miss anyone? Um, I don't remember what we said. I mean, for... we, oh, we... I think I said maybe for San Jose against Colorado. Yeah, you did say that. That feels disrespectful to Colorado. Um, How dare you disrespect Jossie just... Zardis like that? I did, they just don't, like, score on the road. I know that's not literally true. Like, like they have scored on the road, and they do sometimes win games on the road. I just Googled Colorado. <laughs> um, and? I love their flag. But it's just, like... I don't know. I guess, you know, they've scored on the road and they've played a lot of home games. They've played two road games and scored in both of them. So maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. But okay, don't pick San Jose defenders. I don't know. I think if San Jose was ever going to get a clean sheet, this could be a decent shout. But like, I would put that chances of love. Like, I don't know. I'd rather have Atlanta defenders, Charlotte defenders, not Vancouver. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather fly on San Jose over Vancouver, for example. Mm. But if that's the decision you're making, you need to log off. Maybe touch some grass. <laughs> I don't know. It's time. You're too, you're too deep in the weeds if that's where you're at. Or you're just starting. In which case, welcome. <laughs> so, is that, is that good for clean sheets? Does that cover things? Um. So, your team disappeared? Like, do you have players? Or... Oh, well, I, you know, it was, like, half-baked anyways. So, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty lost because... Like, this is, you know, I think I'm, the way that I currently have my team set up, where I have, um, you know, three of the double game league people on my bench, and they're all attacking positions, Mm -hmm. means that I am having to choose five defenders, and, you know, they're pretty expensive, uh, and... I, I can't um, afford, you know, like five Nashville, like a combination of Nashville Red Bulls and NYCFC defenders. Yes, I noticed this. This is why I made a point to bring up all those random teams that yeah. people who are listening are probably like, why did you bring up all these bad teams? Well, so I, but I'm not sure, like, is there no world in which the appropriate option, like, is using one of the two double game week teams like defenders ever an appropriate option here yes what do you mean ever or this week this week not ever. yeah sure they're cheap that well that's what i'm it's not too i mean that's what i'm wondering if it would make more sense to put like you know because i would rather put defenders on the bench yeah and like if i'm if i'm just going to be picking subpar defenders like cheaper defenders either way because i can't afford all of these defenders that i think could get clean sheets it feels like you know there's no like real floor there outside of like two points Mm -hmm. so if i'm like deciding between doing that or you know picking a a you know cheaper midfielder or forward that 
I like like I don't know maybe a random Charlotte player or something to put in my like midfield or like have a random you know attacker and then have save money on the defenders then like may- maybe that's the option I don't know because if like so that- I've done exactly that for what it's worth oh okay well so I thought you said you didn't have any. Toronto or Cincinnati defenders? No, I don't have any Toronto defenders. Oh. I have the Cincinnati goalie who okay. is... I don't actually... I assume Alec Kahn is hurt. Um, so it's it's Celentano, who's the their draft pick from this year. He's sitting at 4 mil. I don't know how... I frankly don't know how you, you can't put like a 4 mil goalkeeper who's going to start two games on your bench. Like, just find find a way. Because he's so cheap. You know? Find find a way to put the base person on your team. I yeah. mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that just means deleting. Like, if you've got another yeah. Cincinnati, if you've got three other Cincinnati players, like, get one of them out of there. Um, so, I, I mean, I have Celentano, and then I have... I haven't decided which Cincinnati defender I have. I currently have Alvis Powell, who, honestly, I thought was, like, a forward. But he's listed as a defender... I, mean, I guess he's not. No, he's 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 always been a like a right back. I don't know why I thought he was a forward. Um, but when he was with Portland, I feel like he sometimes played more attacking. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at his career with Portland. He had 100 appearances and four goals. That's not forward stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have Alvis Powell. I think I can't tell how consistent his minutes are going to be this week, which I'm a little concerned about. But if you were concerned about minutes, you could just play like Nick Hagelin or something. He's a little more expensive. Um, so yeah, two of my Cincinnati players are are backline players. Okay. And I think that I I think you know for that price point that's good. You can get some decent points, maybe even a clean sheet somewhere. I I'm not really betting on it, but you know you get two threes or something from these guys, and that's like six points. That's fine for the price. You know you're not paying mm-hmm. a lot to get comparable to what a single game week player might get. Use that money and funnel it elsewhere. So should I go through the rest of the back line or what what were you thinking sure yeah i mean i i don't know i don't know that i need to name anyone specific that i'm thinking i'll just throw out some names of players i'm looking at because they're relatively cheap and i think they hit the teams we've talked about um my national pick is dan lovitz who has like goal scoring or assist potential and is really cheap i don't know if he's been like injured or something i mean he plays every game basically except for the two in the middle of the season he missed so far i'm not sure why he missed those games but he i'd expect him to go 90 and like take set pieces i'm pretty sure or at least used to so i'm I'm, he's he's my top defender pick this week for nashville and one of my top picks in general um i have henry kessler for the revs just because he's cheap um tavon gray for NYCFC, who was was making some nice moves and had some nice crosses last week. I think NYC could get a decent shot at a clean sheet, and I think he could potentially get an assist. Amundsen is just a little bit more expensive, so you could go with him as well. Uh, and then I have Brooks Lennon, because the matchup against Chicago is decent. And he his offensive production in fantasy has like not been there recently. But he's still involved. Like, I, you know, I've been watching their games, and he still is is taking corners. He's making pass. I mean, he's getting bonus points for key pass. He gets bonus points for key passes almost every week, um, which you don't typically get from defenders. So I'm not, like, 
to... I'm expecting eventually he'll he'll have another boom week. I think this week is decent for it. So, um, yeah, I have Brooks Lennon. I think that's my five. The back half of my switcheroo right now is, is Austin Tarbell for Austin. No, Andrew Tarbell for Austin. Mm. Austin Tarbell for Andrew. Um, not not the best, but he's so cheap. He's at 5.5. Questions? This is not a week yeah. to have Kai Wagner. I know some people will do it. I don't know why, but they will. Don't do it. Because they didn't switch their lineups from last week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I will say I've noticed a lot of interest in people from Brandon Bai as, like, the best Revs defender. If you want to, like, for fantasy, Dewan Jones is better. I know Brandon Bai has been better this year, but I think Dewan Jones has, like, higher upside overall. So this is my insider tip. If you're going to pick a Revs defender and money is not an issue, pick Bra- pick Dewan Jones over Brandon Bai. Just putting that out there. You know, it was a great pick this week that I just... You're going directly against MLS, the fantasy advice from MLS. I know. I don't know why. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. I've been watching Brandon by basically every game of his career. He's a nice player. He's a threat on set pieces. Maybe it's because you don't look at the stats. I do look at the stats. Well, I don't look at the stats. Dewan Jones is more involved offensively. I mean, we could look, we could look at the, we could look at the American soccer analysis. I don't know if that's going to tell us. Um, but it might tell us something. I mean, like, Brandon Bai's a nice player and he's a good fantasy player. He's just like, I just, there seems to have emerged some consensus that because Brandon Bai has the highest average of all the refs defenders, he's the best one you should pick week in and week out. And like, that's, I just don't think that's true. Okay. So, just wanted to just wanted to bring that up. I'm, I'm, you've got me curious now. I'm gonna look at the numbers for. I'm I'm curious if anybody has gone through and determined if goals added, like like American Soccer Analysis's goal goals added model, is predictive of fantasy success. I mean, the answer is probably, but I'd be curious to know if that like holds up across like position groups or not. I would like to point out for the record that Dewan Jones is infinitely better than Brandon Bai with 0.45 goals added this year compared to Brandon Bai 0.44. So, well the stats that MLS has cited is that he this was before last week had 6 shots, 2 on goal, 17 crosses and 7 chances created. I don't know what kind of chances, but you know, I don't actually know what the the formal definition of a chance is. Is it a is it a pat a, a key pass is a pass that leads to a shot. I don't really understand. I guess a chance doesn't have to lead in a shot. I don't know. But I don't know how they measure that. You're looking that. at the wrong person. I have no idea. Um, yeah. I mean, those are good stats. This is not a this is not me hating on Brandon By. This is you know I love Brandon By, hottest revs player. He is. Yes, that's accurate. Yeah, I know it's accurate. Oh, okay. Um. Let's see. Let's see what we got here for Dewan Jones. Hello, Chowder. Yeah, look at that. Brandon Bai. Wait, what? This is just filtered by goals. <laughs> Brandon Bai, yeah, nine shots this year is quite a lot, I have to say. Dewan Jones is at seven. Yeah, Brandon Bai has been more involved. I don't buy it. I think Dewan Jones is, is still the higher upside player over the course of the season. All right. They're both fine. We're split. I'm splitting hairs here. 
Um, that was that went on far too long. Let's get into the midfield. Who are you looking at? So right now, my double game week people are Acosta, Osorio, and Pozuelo. Yeah, me too. Nice. Um, liked a little, little concerned about Osorio. His average is really great this year. He's been playing really well, but I don't really like. There's just a string of games. Like if his past, if his past four, five games, he's got 90 twice. In the other three games, he's gone 60 or less. He's still got a ton of points in the, even even in those games, but like, why is he being subbed out in the 60th minute? Is it because they're losing? Because like they're gonna keep losing, presumably. <laughs> so I don't really know. I mean, whatever. If you get like, if you get 120 minutes of Osorio this week, that's probably better than most single game week players. So this is the like, if there's any week to play him, it's definitely this week. Yeah, because he's still like in week seven and eight, he was in for less than 60 minutes, and he's still got five and six. So like two weeks of that is still ten and twelve. Yeah. Which is yep. Better than anyone else, or you know, than you can expect from a lot of single game week people. Yeah. No hesit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I hesitated. You should have no hesitation. No, Soria should be in your lineup. Same with Pozuelo, even if he doesn't play the ninety in both games. Um, and same with Acosta. I have Acosta on my bench right now, just because I can? Question mark. But I mean, if he does well on Wednesday night, then that's good. Two, so I'd honestly love for Cincinnati to shut out Toronto on Wednesday. It would make life so easy. Just bring in all those Cincinnati guys off your bench, and then Toronto could still do well in the second game. You know, you get like a nice three or four from Pozuelo and Osorio each in the first game, and then maybe they get a little more than that in the second game, and you're looking at a nice week. Sure, a man can dream. Yeah, I mean the thing is, right? If like Cincinnati doesn't get a clean sheet. Um, Wednesday, they're not getting clean sheet in Minnesota on Saturday, so or Sunday. Whatever yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, yeah. Do they have any clean sheets this year? I don't know. They must have at least one. You know, I don't want to speak too soon. <laughs> um, well, Alvis Powell doesn't. Uh, so you know they might not. No, no, no. Hang on, he didn't play every game. I have to look at the actual stats. Didn't they? Didn't they nil nil with Atlanta or something? Yeah, they did. April sixteenth. That was the game Powell didn't play. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Those three, for sure. You have any single game week, guys, you like? I have Reynoso. Yeah, me too. I think everybody should have him this week. And then, you know what? My last midfield spot is currently open. And here's what's happening. I have $9 million left. Okay. It's not that much money. And I... I don't know. I don't know... If I, what about, I mean, yeah, like, are any of these Seattle people going to play? I have no idea what's going on with Seattle. Um, because if a Seattle person was going to play, maybe I'd put them in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is there anyone, like, if you go and look at midfielders under nine? For nine million is a rough cutoff. I'm looking and I'm just seeing barren wasteland. I don't, I mean, there's nobody I'm interested in. I mean, for, uh, Lukinius. Mm, I don't trust you on that. I feel like you just have some weird... He had seven points last week. Mm. There's nothing weird about it. I mean, okay, since he started, since he started games, you know, the first, so his first three games, he played less than 40 minutes. Since then, 5-3-5-7. Five, five, One of those games, he only played 45 minutes. It's fine, you know? He's sitting at 7.3. That's cheap for a good team. This isn't, I, I mean, I just think, you know, those are the kinds of players you have to target when budgets are cheap. 
or when budget budgets are tight. You've got to find guys who are essential parts of the offense. And Lucinius is a is a bit more than a role player. Like Pomacall maybe at 7.2. He's fine. He had a bad week when I played him, but you know, he's usually good for five points, sometimes more. I mean at nine mil you're I would I would the 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 correct answer here is to try and save some money elsewhere and bring in a better midfielder. I think there's no reason if you can afford him not to have Carlos Heal this week. There's just I mean, there's no reason to not have him every single week. But he's sitting at thirteen point six. You said Carlos Heal and I was like in in my mind I thought Carlos Vela and I was like, really? I feel very unsure about that this week. But. No, this is a week I wouldn't play Carlos Vela. Um I mean I still would if I had unlimited money. But there are way better options. I don't really know why I would play him. Like, I'm looking at the... I mean, Honey Mukhtar at 10.9 is like a, a nice look this week. If you could get up to 9.5 or 9.4, you could get Robin Lud or Santi Rodriguez. Santi Rodriguez I'm feeling a little wary about because Maxi Morales is back from injury. And so I don't know that Morales is going to necessarily take a spot, but there's just going to be like less offensive production to go around. Well, less of it going to Santi Rodriguez specifically, and so that's a little, it's a little tricky. So yeah, you know, it's it's a little, it's a little tough. My my midfield five is Pozuelo, Osorio, Acosta, Heal, and Reynoso, and there's nobody else I'm dying to put on my team. Mukhtar would be the closest. I guess you could go Mihailovic. He's expensive, so against Orlando. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like against Orlando, eh? It's fine. He could score. It's not great. But I'm looking at the like cheap guys, and there's just like nobody else. Yeah, I've declared it. I I can't see anybody else. So who do you have? A t- who do you have up top? Let's see if you can if we can work some money around here. Um, well, I had I have Jimenez. Yeah, Ugh, I don't like that. I mean, I do because like everybody's gonna have him, including me. But I he's what he's doing is a bit unsustainable. What is he doing? Being a forward? Scoring, like, every week. Oh. I mean, let's do a little exercise here. Is it unsustainable, Ryan? Remember Carlos Vela of old? Jesus Jimenez is not Carlos Vela. I'll tell you that much. Jesus Jimenez is a nice player, but... Let's see. Shots. He has taken... 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 13, 18 shots. And has scored... One, two, three, five, six. He's scoring every three shots. He must be pretty good. I mean, those are either really high high leverage opportunities or yikes. Or or eventually he's going to regress down to his mean. I don't know what his mean is. It's probably decently high. Didn't we discuss that it's definitely not regressing down to the mean? No, I think we said it, regressing down is fine, but regressing oh, up yeah, was maybe right. not fine. Um... I had I had somebody on Twitter suggest that the word I'm looking, we were looking for was revert to the mean, which I think is also applicable. I don't know if it was the word I was necessarily looking for, but it definitely works. Well, it just sounds less. It sounds better than regress it for sure. Sounds less negative. Yeah, because you, you were looking yeah, yeah, yeah. for like going up. I'm curious what um, Jesus Jimenez's expected goals are. Uh, or his goals minus expected goals is what I want. Ooh, yeah. So he's similar to... Right, 
He's similar to Drews. I mean, he's he's outperforming his expected goals by a fair number. But that's, I mean, this is at the point of the season where it's, we're, it's still a little early. I'm not really too worried. And also, I'm not even, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I'm not, like, necessarily worried about that. Um, I guess my point being is, like, <laughs> Jimenez could, like, I feel like Jimenez is due eventually to, to blank. And it would suck if it was this week. But yeah, you have to have him. Everybody's gonna have him. So go against the grain. Don't don't have him. What what? So right, that's one forward. Who else do we have? Uh, I don't know. Um, right now I have Spiderski. Yeah, me too. Is that because I mentioned him, or do you have him before that? Well, I've been moving my team around. So okay, it's impossible to say. Oh, and I have Castellanos. Yeah, me too. That's that's what I have right now. Is like a <laughs> is like a little switcheroo with. I mean, I think that's good. Can is that gonna work as switcheroo? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I think that's good. How would you feel about, not that this is, I'm just curious, how would you feel about Taxi Funtas this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would be pro Taxi Funtas. I still, I didn't watch last week, so I don't know how he looked. He um, score. Yeah. Or do anything. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I mean, didn't we say that was going to happen on this podcast? It's impossible to say what we said last week. I think we week. said we should expect... The unexpected? No, that we should just not expect a 16-point week, which was sort of like a cold take. Like, of course not. But what happened to Chicharito? I just, this is just what he does. He's streaky, you know? When was the last time he scored? At least he's healthy. Week six. Yeah. It's good. He hasn't scored in three weeks. He might be due. I know that's not like, being due is not necessarily like a real thing, but a player of his caliber eventually is going to score again as long as he's on the field. He plays 90 every week. So, I probably wouldn't do it on the road at Austin, but he could score. I'd, I'd probably rather just keep waiting for him to stay, like, keep getting cheaper. Um, like, Adam Vuxa, I think, is a good play this week. You know, Columbus are sort of up and down. Um, I think you could play Jeremy Abobasi for San Jose. Colorado are pretty good defensively. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm scrolling through the, scrolling through the list. If you like, if you want Castellanos, but you can't afford him, just put Talos Magno or Tiago Andrade in your team. I don't care which one, your choice. They're both good. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk about FC Cincinnati forwards. Brandon Vasquez has been hurt and is coming back from injury. I don't know what his minutes are going to be like. I'm very skeptical that he's going to play a substantial amount during this double game week. So if you're going to put an FC Cincinnati player, like, attacker on your team like a forward you should probably pick Brenner and you should almost definitely put him on your bench he could score I mean you know he gets paid to do that so sometimes sometimes he scores but he, he really hasn't I mean man you would not know that he was like a 15 million dollar transfer um I you know I wouldn't know how much anyone's worth I mean that makes him like the second most expensive player ever in the league I think mm. in terms of like a transfer fee Something like that. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I had Brenner originally and then decided that that money would better just be, like, I think I had a higher chance of just, like, getting something lucky out of a defender and funneling that money into better forwards. So, it's kind of a rough week for the forwards, in my opinion. It feels like kind of a rough week for everyone. Yeah, if you didn't have all those Toronto players as, like, obvious midfield picks, this would actually be a very tough week to pick midfielders, you know? Yeah. Like, if we removed Wednesday night's game, hypothetically... Yeah, if we removed Wednesday night's game, this would be a kind of brutal week. Because then Lucho Acosta suddenly would just have the one game on the road against Minnesota, and it's like, that's not a... People wouldn't be picking him then. I think people would be hesitant to pick Paws against Vancouver. I mean, it's a good matchup. It's just, like, on the road. It's kind of tricky. Yeah, I mean, it's like, how many points is he really going to get? Yeah. 
think we'd be talking about this differently. I think you could maybe play like Patrick Klamala from the Red Bulls. He's down to eight mil. He had two goals last week, didn't he? So, but he didn't play the full. Ooh. No, he was a second half sub. Ashley Fletcher must have started. Uh, stay away from the Red Bulls forward situation. Actually, that's getting pretty tricky. Only Red Bulls players I'm endorsing are midfielders, of which I think you could probably play any of them, but Lukinius or Morgan would be the two. Man, Morgan's average is still very high. Oh, he's actually had a string of good weeks. He had a 6, an 8, and an 11 before last week's 2. So that's actually not too bad. And those are without goals, most of them. Well, the 11 obviously had a goal, but the other ones didn't. So, you know what, Morgan? You're all right, pal. Should we talk about captains for this week? Yeah, we need to... Well, who do you have the band on? You know, my team just automatically put it on Acosta... And so I haven't switched it. I don't know. I mean, does it like automatically make sense to put it on a... Acosta kind of feels like the only person I would. Uh, but I just don't know that I feel that good about... You know, I don't know. What are you thinking, Ryan? And then... <laughs> it's between Acosta, Pozuelo, and Osorio for yeah. me. Do you think it... If you're... Do you think it has to be a, a double game week person? I mean, I guess that is just your best chance. Yeah. The, I mean, relative to other, other game weeks, no. But I still think if you're being, like, a smart, prudent player, you're going to captain a double game week guy. Especially, like, I don't know. I have it on Pozuelo right now. He just, like, feels very likely to go most of both games. And those are just, like, two very soft matchups. So I think, like, he could get a goal involvement in one of the two. Mm. Um and if he gets a goal involvement, I'll like you know, I'll take like one goal involvement from him plus any bonus points and like playing points he gets. Like that'll probably amount to eight or more points and I'll just take it and run. It's fine. If you have to captain a single game week player, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't captain heal. What if you don't have heal? Um you could captain Castellanos or Reynoso. Those seem fine. Cincinnati hasn't actually seemed like they're really that bad this year. No, they're performing quite well, especially, like, attacking soccer. They've played really Yeah, well. I mean, I guess they're just like... They ship out a lot of goals because their back line's not very good, mm-hmm. but they, they create a lot of chances. Like I, like, I don't like picking defenses against Cincinnati anymore. That's something I used to like a lot. That's something I don't really like anymore. Um, they, you know, Lucha Acosta's good. Brandon Vasquez is good. They have some nice pieces there. Their back line is still just, like, sort of rough. Mm. But I don't know. Cincy Toronto, that could be, like, a 2-2 type of thing. Cincy Toronto ends 2-2. We're probably happy. 5-5. I think the only outcome we don't want from that game is, like, 1-0 Toronto, you know? And it's, like, an own goal or, like, something like that. Like, we don't (laughs) want to see that. We either want, like, Cincinnati to get some clean sheet points or we want goals abound. Yeah. So... Rough week, I think. Tougher week than in weeks past. Yeah, weird, weird stuff. We're in the throes of it, though. Is that a, is that a phrase? In the throes of it. We're in the midst of it. I don't know. Yeah. Do we have any updates on um, mascots? Oh uh, well, um, you know, we were gonna get that. We're not gonna get. We're not gonna get one a week. Let's let's be real. That's probably not feasible. Yeah. No, we might have to do that. Maybe we should do them in batches or something. Well, our I don't know. We're going to do them, though. Well, yes, we're doing them. Maybe we should put out a form or something that people can submit their suggestions. Ooh, I like that idea. Tweet something out. Yeah. It's happening. It's going to happen. But because of the turnaround this week, 
you will not be seeing our first rebrand this week. Yeah, it'll come in the future, but, you know, double game weeks make things tricky, so bear with yeah. us. We'll get there. We'll provide you that sweet, sweet content. Yeah. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Rate and review us five stars. Don't review us one star. That's very rude. Yeah. I mean, we're literally just two people sitting in our living room doing this. Like, you could rate us one star, but, like, I don't know. Just Why? don't listen to us again if you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Grow up. Touch grass. I don't know. Cool. We're at Undesignated MLS on Twitter. Yeah. I'm not even going to plug Instagram because it doesn't matter. Someone might follow it. Not me, but somebody. Technically, people do. Cool. Alrighty. Happy MLSing, everybody. Good luck. Yeah. Enjoy the double game week. I don't have high expectations for this week. How many points do you think you'll get? 45. That is a really, really <laughs> low bar. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably going to get like 68. Okay. 60, 69 is the number to beat. Nice. Nice.